Hi everyone, it is September 28, 2022 and you are watching Awesome 10X Wednesday class. This is a Wednesday and everyone knows that it is supposed to be a fundamental industry deep dive. Instead, we're going to take you to a memory lane. We're going to show to you our views in January and whether it has changed now in September 28 with the SPY breaking below 3.6. So let's go through our... Uh, January, February, uh, let's do a quick snap back, a memory lane. And uh, I'm going to cut today's class very short. It's going to be about 30 minutes before 6 p.m. I'll have to go. Uh, but here's the thing. Let's just go through what we have been discussing January and February. Around February, we talked about crazy volatility and we made a topic to learn about bearish spreads and risk reversals. It's always darkest before the dawn, and we made a lot of money January, February, March, mostly by always shorting or remaining on the short side. Whether it be the Apple, the Tesla, the Facebook, the NVIDIA, Coinbase, etc. And uh, during that time, you'll notice that it used to be that gold was a safe haven. Nowadays, we are actually doing what? JDST, which is essentially shorting gold. You'll notice that gold today has broken down. You can see that gold is falling down very, very fast. From previously being a safe haven, it has been unlocked that gold is not a safe haven and is actually a massive short. This is the reason why our JDST, which is a breakaway gap, if you were listening to the class, uh, when did we give topic? This was a Monday class. So on Monday, we said that there was a significant gap up. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, today's a Wednesday you're seeing that JDST continue, continuously is getting gap up. In other words, you've got all the people selling their gold assets towards the dollar. So the, the world learned that only the USD is where their money is safe. We have gone into a TNAC wherein there is no alternative country. From there is no alternative to there is no alternative country. So you'll notice that even from uh, my shorts, Oil is volatile. Sometimes it goes 78, sometimes it goes 75, 76. But more and more, I am still of the view that energy stocks and ExxonMobil are still continuous shorts. And I would still um, reiterate the shorts, no matter if it rallies tonight. Enphase is still a short. We view that these stocks trading 10% from all-time highs has a valid reason to fall, not just 10%, but probably 20 to 30%, which is the reason why we are shorting and phase. JDST is junior gold miners. Commodities as a whole is a sell. You'll notice lithium albemarle is a sell. First solar is a sell. LabD is also a sell. Uh, sorry, a buy because it's an inverse fund. So should LabD go 25.50 today, which I saw in the pre-markets, LabD is about 25.5. I would be considering adding onto it. All of these are hedges. This is a trading portfolio, so you don't see any longs here. I closed my longs here because I do not see a bottom in the market. Or if the market tries to attempt to make a bottom, it will still be a feeble bounce. So let's go through a few things here. Okay, uh, let's try to understand what we got right and what we got wrong. So gold is in the sell-off stage. Gold is breaking down broke 1800 broke 1700 gold is now trading going down to 1400 so all the gold miners are actually from safe havens to massive bearish resistances and because there was a long 
presupposition that gold was a safe haven and so was oil treated until today as a safe haven. Eventually, things break down very, very fast. So early on, we already said that crypto is going to be a strong sell and uh, we were correct there. As of today, crypto continues to be falling down. And while it might be great to actually short crypto, I looked at the risk reward. It's not really that great and you wouldn't want to short crypto, crypto names even if we also would not go long. So it's more like avoid that sector. Um, let's take a look at the companies that we shorted. Uh, we said that Square, so looking back, take a look. Square is trading at 115, Upstar was 130, Palantir was near $12. Today, Square is what? 50s. Upstart is 20s. Uh, Palantir's are 7s. So there is a lot of reason why we advocated that from January, February until May, the markets were going to sell off. And true enough, it did. Just wanted to share to you that we also felt that Sunrun, Solar Edge, and Enphase were going to be shorted. And the, the thing is that Sunrun today, you can still short at $30. So I still shorted Sunrun at $32. Solar Edge is about $250 today. Um, Enphase, you can still short at 285 so 290 even. So you'll notice that we are selecting companies that are outperforming, which we sh which shouldn't be. Okay, so all of these companies, of course, benefited from massive stimulus. Bloom Energy today is still trading at $20. Array, which used to be at $10. Let me remind you, maybe some of you guys are afraid to short. RA has gone up from $9 around January, February to as high as $24. And it is a very clear short setup as well. So um, as you listen today, try to get your IBKRs, your eToros, what, whatsoever, and continue to protect to the downside. Co continue to protect. So you'll see that I have some shorts of Enphase, JDST. Um, I shared... I know some people would say, but it's too late to short. And the answer is no. It's not too late to short. There are a lot of things that can trigger further downside. So um, these shorts were done actually Monday and Tuesday. So in case you're wondering, am I late to short? I actually shorted and faced. This was Monday. And Tuesday, I added more shorts. Freyer, I shorted last night through selling calls at 15. I got about $1.50. I shorted Plug Power, Albemarle, Wingstop, Freyer, as I told you, at $15. I shorted that. Lo and behold, the Freyer battery shorts are $15 today. Perhaps I should short some more. Um, I didn't short a lot. I think I short, uh, yeah, from a percentage of portfolio, notice that my Freyer short is negligible. Um, I think I just shorted 100 shares. Yeah, so Albemarle, I, I did buy a put. Plug Power, I did buy a put. Walmart, I also made a put option there. Freyer, I have puts as well. So I bought a put on $10. And I also uh, sold calls on uh, Freyer at $1.50. So, uh, for Sandridge, I continue to be bearish. So uh, I am shorting that as well as natural gas. Uh, I'm selling calls on them. So these are a few positions that I did. Um, and I actually have... Uh, I've shared in our uh, Viber, yeah, so S&P futures falling off a cliff. Um, it's very hard to dictate where the bottom is. That's why I'm going to tell you what I know is a resistance because that is clearer to me. 
Because if I tell you to shorten n phase at 280, I do not need to tell you where the bottom is. It could go 200. It could go 220. All I know is that the upside is going to be capped at 300. It will not go past $300. And it could fall as low as 200, 100, who knows. JDST, uh, let's talk about the trades that we've been advocating. Gold continues to be a breakaway gap. Breakaway gap meaning gold is going down. Breakaway to the downside on a massive momentum level. And so the best, uh, best inverse funds is G JDST. Freer batteries did well. Tesla, this is the TSLQ. There are two ways to short Tesla. You could simply sell Tesla at about $300, $290, um, or just go to buy the TSLQ. So I did a buy on TSLQ, uh, and I might look to buy more call options. Uh, for now, I bought the shares. But uh, I might actually buy some call options at $38.39 for TSLQ. So uh, just sharing the trades, uh, and I will give a stage later. In the stage, I hope that you guys join me, uh, speak, and uh, you know, give ideas. Uh, because I believe the market's going to be very volatile. Obviously, a lot of people are put options, they have shorts, and um, a lot of people are saying there's record puts being made. But uh, I actually also disagree with the record-making puts because they might be sharing the record-breaking puts in the perspective that they are shorting positions only for a year. Take note that it's 2008 until 2022 or a 14-year, or you would argue 13 years no, until 2021 because 2021, we argued the market has peaked. That's why Pixie has slaughtered. Uh, 2021, we were saying new portfolios, learn that we are in a recession, learn options, how to manage drawdowns, how to manage risk. The fact that we introduced options it's an admonition that we believe that there has to be drawdowns had to be managed. If we think that there are no drawdowns to, ma to manage, I would never even teach you options. Options are critical because when you have a stock portfolio, automatic you are delta long. Whether it be Apple, Google, whatever you own, you are a delta long portfolio the moment that you are long the market. And a lot of people will teach you, oh, just sell it, take profit or cut loss. We disagree. You should learn to have puts or manage your drawdown by adding a hedge because that's what the professionals in U.S. do and that's what retail investors are given to do. So that's just how I think about it. Whether you need to learn inverse funds, if you don't want put options, look at the inverse funds in this. JDST is an inverse fund. TSLQ is an inverse fund. FAS is an inverse fund because we believe banks will continue to have higher credit card defaults, higher mortgage defaults. NRGD obviously is a, uh, a short on the energy stocks because ExxonMobil, no matter how great the cash flows are, when you have demand being destroyed simply because the poor person cannot travel, the, the consumer discretionary spending will fall as we believe. And so it will affect everything because oil is a function of demand and supply. Yes, there is a clear shortage in the supply, but what the world believes upon and the world's expectations are more important than the fundamentals sometimes, especially in the short term. The expectations will move the price. The fact that oil fell and broke below 80 is very significant. Even if oil tries to manage breaking 80 and back to 82, look what's going to happen. People will short it. 
because oil is not simply a commodity that is uncorrelated to the markets. It is not. A lot of people say commodities can go up, the markets can fall. No, they cannot operate that way. Even if we are in a shortage, the reality is when the world believes that we are going to go into a very deep recession, a deep, a hard landing, lasting two years, three years, with 10 to 15 million jobs lost, the market will quickly price in oil going from 80s to 70s and 60s. That means ExxonMobil, Chevron, the entire energy sector, especially the smallest names, would be hurt the most. Why? Because they are also the most levered products in even in the energy space. A lot of people are asking, what's the next Lehman moment? We argue, and I would argue, it's still companies and countries that will default on their sovereign debts. Emerging markets, for those who are, are not aware, Asian financial crisis, 1997 to 1998 Asian financial crisis. Um, let's go through uh, a few charts here. So dollar debt exposures of emerging markets and the risks. We have to understand these things. Okay. Um, we look back on many things. 1997 to 1998, there was a 70% decline in the PSEI, Asian financial crisis. It took 19 months or more than roughly two years. And there was a lot of bear market rallies, 20% rally, 60% rally, 144% rally. So I'm not saying that there will not be any bear market rallies, but it's going to be very, very tough. And then, of course, there's the 2001 bubble, 1999 to 2001. This made the NASDAQ bubble 62% decline, three years NASDAQ bubble. 26 to 1,000. These are Philippine ideas, but why is it we are talking about Philippines and then the USA? The biggest risk today is people talking about inflation, which is not really the biggest risk. I talked about reflecting the quote, hell is paved with good intentions. The reason why the Fed rose, uh, raised and raised the rates with the good intention of controlling inflation. But what is a bigger monster than inflation? Massive jobs, massive unemployment. And it's actually what the Fed is trying to telegraph to the world that is a better thing. And the market disagrees about that. That's why the market is reacting this way because they believe that the Fed is going to make a huge policy misstep. And once it understands that it made a mistake, it will be too late to correct it. Just as the market already warned the Fed since 2020s, late 2020s, around November 2020, a lot of professors were already saying, a lot of the market people were already saying that the Fed is trying to create a very easy environment. And that's wrong. It will lead to bubbles. We got the SPAC bubble until 2021, at least until January 2021, January, February 2021, giving money to NFTs, etc., and so on. So Asian financial crisis, what do we learn and what can we learn on the dot-com bubble and how do we posit it today? 2022 until perhaps 2023 or 2024, if minimum of two years or minimum of three years, minimum decline, 60 to 70% decline. That means your S&P 500 peaking at 4.8 could potentially hit as low as 2.4. Potential, not reality. Currently, we are at 3.6. If you are wondering why is Nikki so late in warning, well, not really true. I've been warning as well. It's just that it's very hard 
to say, will we fall all the way? So let's go through a lot of things that we have been discussing. No, Very fast lang. All I can tell you is that all the solars, the solars are not automatically, um, all of them are shorts because they rallied in the face of a Inflation Reduction Act that will not save the entire industry because the entire industry is an inflation, um, it benefited on inflation reduction. Um, people actually made fast the energy transition to solar simply because they felt that we need energy ASAP. That, that was the main reason why a lot of billions of dollars went into ESG funds. So <clears throat> with, uh, with lower oil prices, usually the energy transition people will become lower and lower and slower and slower. Okay, let's understand all of, all of the correct moves so that we can learn. Okay, it used to be, obviously, kasi at that point in time, C-Limiteds were trading at very high numbers. 125s, C-Limited were trading at about 110s, $200. So we kept on selling. Even Google, we were selling puts, right? So um, we were buying puts on Google, shorting Shopify, etc. These growth stocks. What's the... So... Today, in all fairness, the put options, even if it is a very tiny amount, 10% of the portfolio, would cushion your portfolio if you refuse to sell your longs. And I wouldn't even tell you to, to sell your longs because I myself believe that some companies do not deserve to fall more than 10% from here, even if we go into a recession, deep recession. Okay? So there are names like this. Example, uh, what happened to this? Um, in this case, I was just shorting, I think this was just a put option. So I simply had the put option, um, on Google and yun. Today, would I tell you to short a Google? The answer is no. What I would instead tell you is to short an Apple and a Tesla. See limited. So we, we made a put there. So I, I checked all of my good trades for the year. All of the best trades I've done, all were shorts. So these were shorting the growth names. These were shorting the growth names. Even the reopening names, I shorted them. Ah, okay. This was not a, a, a win. Take note. Disney, I tried buying 150. Eventually, I had to cut loss on that. And then you can see that all the wins came from mostly shorts. Ah, ito. Sorry, naglong. Hmm? Long to. Hmm. How's that possible na ito shorts, ito long? Impossible. Baka nag-rally. Okay, so I talked about mga risk reversals, but it's too early. But you have to understand, within this year, this is what a risk reversal means. Okay, so nag-short ako, tapos may ni-risk reversal ako. So I played the two sides. Um, will this risk reversal moves happen? A lot of people are talking about big moves to the upside because of a tremendous amount of puts. Tremendous amount of puts. Should you be afraid of this type of rally? Okay. First things first, I think that this type of rally would only happen when the SPY already breaks 3.6. And then, after that, I want to see the panic. Is it 3.5, And then you'll see days like these. You'll see days like these, no? So, um, bear spreads, 
taking a look at the bearish spreads, the only thing that you can do on a big cap level is to short Apple and Tesla and to uh, short the Solars, which is TAN, T-A-N, the clean energy names. <clears throat> that, that was February. Shorting continues to win. Bear spreads 101. Okay, let's take a look at the shorts that I've done. So we shorted mostly, if you'll notice, I shorted a lot of Chinese names, weak sectors. I shorted a lot of these high growth names like the Trade Desk. The Trade Desk is still a very expensive name. Right now, a lot of companies continue to lose money, very unprofitable. So shorting them would yield very fast returns. So um, just to give you a perspective, when this is quite a risky portfolio in the sense that I was 100% short. This was huge shorts lang. That's why my account went very fast. My portfolio that I managed from January to March was up as high as 50 to 70% in three months. You, you, you would see my portfolio go up 10% on a, on, a, on a single day at times because I was just huge shorts. So I'm just telling you, do I think that the market can do the same thing like this wherein I can just make 10% a day on puts on the portfolio basis? The answer is yes. If I actually am just 100% short. <clears throat> Right now, kasi I'm, what I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna be very clear. I haven't sold my longs. So, nahe-hedge. I would lose something like $5,000 or $10,000 on my longs, drawdown. And then my shorts would win five to $10,000. So, na, o offset. Or sometimes I make $1,000, $2,000 for the day. So, you might say, bakit ang tanga? Ba't ni mo nalang i-cut yung mga longs? At some point, my, my rational brain tells me that there will be a bounce on those longs. So I would rather have shorts to protect me and then wait for those bounces for those longs to get out. Not not here. That's why I'm not exiting my longs. Um, so you'll notice lahat yan. So check, check the moves. These were all buying puts. Look how little the puts were. Less than 1%, less than 1%. Am I telling you to short the hell of the market by 10% puts? Reality tells me you don't need a lot of puts. A few puts will already protect your portfolio. Um, useful during market uncertainty. People usually teach you bear spreads. Buy a put, sell a put. What does that mean? Um, the reason why they're selling a put is they do believe that if you buy a put on SPY 4000, they believe that you sell a put at SPY 3000 simply because, sure, the SPY can fall, but maybe 20 to 30% in a single month. No, so that's why buy put sell put because sell put would allow you to to get a little premium. Am I doing bear spreads? I'm gonna be very clear to you. So far, I just did buy puts. Sorry, it's six p.m. I I have to go. Um, I would put on the summaries all the companies that I believe. Uh, I I actually shared it on Fiber. Uh, but <clears throat> let's do this fast. No, kung kaya ko. We, we talked about a bearish year in 2022. We said that this year, you got a short 20-year treasuries. That played out very well. Treasury, treasury, the, the treasury yield went from 0.2% to 4% yield. All the treasuries were, were super, this, was, this short was super correct. Short NASDAQ 400, super correct. 
I said, early part of the year, short Apple, short Tesla, short Fangs. Short Apple during that time, $183. Today, Apple is $153, $150, still a short. That time, I said short Tesla, $12. Today, Tesla is about roughly $800 something, still a short. No change in view. This was a, a, a very well-reflected analysis of the market. Until today, these are true. I said dividend stocks were to own. There will be a huge winding down in speculative areas. Bitcoin would fall. Short idea, snowflake, 340 to 170 will happen. Affirm, 176 will hit 50. That's why even at $80, it would fall. During that time, snowflake was 300. I said it's going to go 170. Affirm, I said it's going to go 50. Affirm is actually now trading, what, 20. Okay? So it overshot. And to the companies like this, what did I advise people who had this? I said, sell it all, nuke it all, because that is not going to survive. Um... I did discuss about energy names, so I, I shared a few uptrends there. The big oil, the Petrobras. And if you'll notice, we talked about ExxonMobil and these names, no? Crescent Point. If you look back, January, tama lahat yan. So looking back, all of our analysis is correct. So I need to shoot and reiterate all the correct names. Look back, January 14, we said Tesla gets shot. How much lower for ARC? We said ARC is going to go down 50%, so we were confident in shorting. At $40 ARC, I wouldn't short. It could go 30 it could go 25 but oversold names, I wouldn't want to short. So, um, even Berkshire Hathaway, we said, was going to be shorted because Apple and the banks were going to go down. So, the last few men that you can short today are, uh, well, still the restaurants. We still believe El Salvador is going to default. And this might be the Lehman moment that everyone's worried and, and wants to happen. Why do I say wants to happen? Because while there are also a record number of puts, so far I don't know how much of those record number of puts are short selling naked or they are just hedged. Because if they are hedged like me, I'm hedged. I'm not yet net short. There is no reason for me to get squeezed out. If people are saying, oh, there's going to be a face ripper rally, there's going to be a squeeze play because so many people are short. They have a lot of puts. Not necessarily. They bought a put because they have not sold their longs. Because they might have started to bargain hunt. Like me. I shorted C-Limited at 182 to 200. But I bought it back at 70 and now it's at 50. And maybe it goes 40. I don't know. How do I protect it? How do I protect a C-Limited position? I need to have puts. Do I need to short a C-Limited? Not necessarily. I can short a Tesla. I could short an Apple. Diba? So you have to understand these things. Um, I check back on our analysis. These are collect correct, no? January 17, we said, it's not too late to nuke and short the markets. More collapses to come in a recession. You need to hope for the best, plan for the worst. Today, still the same call. Still the same call. It's still not too late to short. Just be, uh, just know what to short. Wingstop is a short. Um, for others, they like to have cash and short the Larry. So this was more aggressive of me to be uh, choosing to park in uh, in some cash. But uh, yeah, very cheap options. Actually, the end phase puts are very cheap. If you want me to, if you if you ask me, what are the cheap ways to uh, short the market? XLE puts. Very cheap, no? 
So we we advise this shorting apple and my ano even the fangs short pa rin. Um at that point in time we could have bought uh, we we were advising to get we work puts live nation puts lucid lahat naman tama yan eh. Or you might say oh lahat tama kasi new lows yung market. Um yes, but not all stocks are new lows. That's why um there's several ways to continue short. Ano ba to? Yeah, I was analyzing companies and yeah, that's why on January when I looked at some ports and I saw that they had that, all I said was dump it all. Here we go again. Shorts are back. January, February, we kept on buying what? Success, SQQQ, shorting XLY, buying FAS. Success, SQQQ, shorting Qualcomm, buying FAS. Remember around January, February, everyone was hiding where? Fangs and semiconductors. Nowadays, where are people hiding? Energy. Apple, Tesla, sometimes dividends, sometimes utilities. Therefore, if you're looking for shorts, those are where you short. Um, and cybersecurity. CrowdStrike is a short. Palo Alto Network is a short. Repeat long your inverse funds. But amongst the inverse funds, I would go on to say FAS, JDST, NRGD, LabD. Those are the four favorite shorts that I would make. Although I would say SQQQ, you continue to also try to go long. But I wouldn't go too too uh too heavy on the SQQQ only because I believe that it's really just Apple and Tesla that I want to kill. Um I'll just share to you please try to go to these uh important slides. Mostly January. Um I was like just full bear. Uh January until February. Prepare for the worst. We're in a recession. You need to go long all these um, bearish ETFs. You know, I would have. I also said to hide in dividends. How effective was hiding in dividend names? It's not too effective. If you look at um, uh, Campbell's Soup, Hormel Foods, it's not too effective. So the the most effective way is the bearish ETFs. I have to go, guys. Sorry, and uh, hope that you learned. I will come back uh, for Discord stage. Let's talk about these the names on what we will short but no change in view try to read the the viber group comments and the summaries discord summary um if you need um some advice on how to hedge your port furthermore ask me whether on stage later no so uh, i i would love to talk with anyone of you uh on discord voice uh discord stage channel because the voice it's just me but in stage we get to talk that's it thank you very much Bye bye Oh, sorry, I didn't get the record. Bye-bye. <laughs>